Highways Voices, the podcast of Highways News, your one-stop destination for all the news about the highways and transport technology industries, and our must-read daily newsletter. Welcome to a special Highways Voices where we concentrate on the latest funding for local authorities to improve their traffic signals infrastructure. So if you work in a local authority or you're basically in the supply chain or consultancies, this podcast is definitely one you need to listen to. £70 million has been earmarked to make traffic signals more efficient. It was all announced by the Transport Secretary last week. So today, let's hear how authorities can get their hands on the money with the head of the Transport Technology Forum, Darren Capes, who's ITS policy lead at the Department for Transport, speaking at Elkrig's Strictly Highways event in Blackpool. Because it's part of the biggest news of the week for our industry, let's get straight into it today on Highways Voices. Monday morning at the Conservative Party conference, Mark Harper announced a plan for drivers. Measures that look at things, things such as local PCN, little penalty charge notice, revenue, how local authorities manage bus lanes and manage local roadworks and think about lane rental, box junctions and, and, and some of the areas of, uh, of, of enforcement that local authorities do. Lots of measures in there, but there's one particular set of measures in the chapter called Smoother Journeys and there's a series of things we're, we're thinking about, about how do we make journeys smoother. And one of the things that we've included in that chapter, one of the very significant things, is, is, is quite a lot of funding to allow us to, to use traffic signals to make journeys smoother. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that now. This is the government policy that was announced on Monday, and it says some really important things about traffic signals and acknowledges, maybe in a way that government hasn't for, for an awfully long time, it acknowledges the importance of traffic signals in, in managing local road traffic and in providing a real immediate benefit to journeys and making journeys faster, more reliable, smoother. Traffic signals are absolutely crucial to how we do that. So this all builds on some work that many of you will be aware of that we, some funding that we issued in 2021. We issued something called the Traffic Signals Maintenance or TSM grant and we issued £15 million to local authorities. We ran a, a, a process to do that and there were, two, there were two important but slightly separate details about the £15 million that we, we issued in 2021. And the first thing to say is it was extremely successful. It was the first time we'd ever issued a, a, a particular grant, a specific grant for local traffic signal maintenance, and it was, it was designed to allow authorities to have some funding to address the, the backlog in traffic signal maintenance that we all know exists, and we all know is, is a problem, and, it, and it's getting worse, and the ability of authorities to spend money on traffic signals, to have the revenue to do that, is, is becoming a bigger problem, and, and we see that having an impact on local traffic. We gave money to 39 authorities through that grant. We gave, we gave a number of authorities half a million pound grants and we gave a number of authorities a quarter of a million pound grants. And that allowed us to spread that money between 39 different authorities. And I say there are two important elements to that, to this, this investment that have worked for, in favour of us now. That money we, we issued paid for 232-ish, slightly more than that, 232-ish schemes to be delivered on the ground. That's a really powerful message in, in that, that really shows that the sector, the local authorities, the installers, the suppliers were able to mobilise and deliver a, a, a really high number of high quality schemes. The money was, was spent on the thing that we promised we would spend it on. We used the Transport Technology Forum and we used Elkrig to support us in doing that. And we, we, we developed a very simple challenge process that didn't ask lots of detailed questions about how many red lamps you've got and how many poles you have and all that. We didn't, didn't send out a 57-page questionnaire. We asked authorities, 
seven fairly simple challenge questions that try to understand each authority's view of, of technology, how it, how it saw technology in policy delivery, how it saw technology in terms of the future, what, what its view of technology and active travel and supporting the network and supporting transport services was. We asked seven questions that allowed us to get a feel for the authority's capabilities, understanding of technology and its readiness to deliver schemes rather than diving into the minutiae of what you actually had. So that allowed us to make a very uh, sort of qualitative set of awards based on, on, on the likely quality of outcome rather than a kind of bean counting quantitative approach. That's very important because that, that, that proved to people in the department, it proved to people in Treasury and elsewhere in government that that mechanism would work, that we'd built a mechanism that, that clearly could deliver good quality bids, good quality scheme, good quality delivery, and would actually spend the money on the things that we said it would spend on. And that's not always the case in government. We don't always manage to do that. And certainly handing out money to so many different authorities and expecting so many different schemes to be delivered was always risky, but we proved we could do that. But the real headline was that across that, all the schemes that you delivered, the 232 schemes, in the background using floating vehicle data from INRIX and using a tool called Signal Analytics that we built a few years ago with INRIX, we were able to remotely analyze junctions, uh, uh, journey times, journey speeds across junctions before and after schemes were implemented. And we saw an average 8 to 12% reduction in journey times. Well, that's amazing. What's, what's not to like about that? What else can we do to the local road network now, immediately, today, that will have that level of, of impact on journeys? Now, if that isn't, if that isn't a, a measure for, that supports better motoring, better driving, better use of the network, and all sorts of other benefits around reduced emissions, reduced carbon, all sorts of other things. And I don't know what else we could do that would be better than that. So we proved two things with that fund. We proved we could do it, we proved we could build a mechanism, deliver money, deliver schemes. And we proved not only that, but we proved that once we'd done that, there is a real impact on people's lives. There is a real impact on the road network. So that was great. And we had the opportunity for some additional funding this year. There always was likely to be some funding this year, but then in the summer, the development of the, the, the plan for drivers came along and that gave us an opportunity to, to, to think a bit bigger. So we now have 70 million pounds to, to divide among local authorities. 70 million, not 15, 70 million in three separate funds. Now, I stand to be corrected and I've been involved in traffic signals since about the early 90s and, and I, I remember the UTMC development program in, in sort of 95 to 2000 and something. And the, that was a few million, and that was, that was by far the biggest investment government had made in, in, in local uh, traffic technology. This is at least three times the size of that. This is, this is, as far as I can work out, easily the biggest investment the government's ever made in local traffic signalling and local traffic control. So it's a huge opportunity for the sector. And before I go on to explain some of the details of this, I just want to really acknowledge the work that you all did as suppliers and, and local authorities to deliver that last money. And the number of you that have spoken to me over the last year, I've, I've been on the road for most of last year talking to suppliers, talking to authorities, getting a gauge of the, the scale of the problems we have, getting an understanding of what money we need to spend. And many of you have shared your, your information, your research and your time with me to allow me to build that picture and allow me to build a case for going back into government to get funding. So thank you all for doing that. That's, that, that's been really valuable and as you can see, it's paid off. The gamble worked, we've got the money. £70 million. This will be made available to authorities this year. It's upfront funding. We will, we will run the process similar to the one we ran in 2021 for TSM. A simple qualitative process where we ask you some simple questions about, about delivery and understanding of policy. And, and we, we, we base bids around that. And we will get the money out of the door 
this year. Some of the money will come as an addition to your grant determination letters. You all get Section 31 grant determination letters if you're a local authority that tell you how much highway maintenance funding you're getting. Some of the money will come as an addition to that. Some of it will be separate, but it will all be paid up front to local authorities this year. It's to be spent over the coming two years. So starting in April 24, finishing in March 2026, that's the time frame that we want that money to be spent in. And it's available to English local authorities outside of London. If you're a local authority and you're not one of those, sorry, but that, that's, that's who this is aimed at. We can't really fund schemes in Scotland and Wales because when the transport is a devolved function, London has its own funding mechanism. So this is about English authorities outside of London. And this is capital money issued up front. It's not revenue support, it's capital money to go off and build things. Now, a challenge that I often hear is we need more revenue to maintain stuff. Unfortunately, we can't provide revenue. That's very difficult to do. What I would say is this is an opportunity for you to invest in technology that reduces your revenue uh, overheads. Invest in new technology, invest in better ways of using technology, invest in things that potentially allow you to re reduce the revenue burden of the equipment you have. So there's a real opportunity to do that. So the £70 million is broken into three funds and they're all aimed at doing a slightly different thing. And because, because I work in government and because I'm an engineer, we need some meaningless phrases. So we have TSOG, GLF and ITMF. So to go through those in order, traffic signal obsolescence grant. This is about dealing with obsolete equipment. This is about dealing with, with replacing halogens. This is about dealing with, with obsolete comms, 2 and 3G comms, signals that are still connected to the PS, PSTN network, signals that are still using components that are no longer available. We know there's a lot of that out there. We know a lot of authorities have made really good progress with this, but we know there's a long way to go. And we know that, that certainly for things like halogen, at the current rate of, of conversion, the supply of halogen lamps will have run out long before we're finished converting to LED. That can't happen. This funding is to allow us to accelerate the rate at which authorities can, can remove obsolete equipment from on street. That's a really important issue because not only does that get us newer, more efficient signals, it also avoids that cliff edge of stuff going off, us losing comms, us losing ability to run signals. So it's really important to the national asset that we get on and deliver that. And there's 30 million pounds uh, allocated out of the, the, the wider highways maintenance block. So this is money that we've, we've segregated within the, the spend that Matt Eglinton looks after in local roads around highway maintenance. This is a segregated fund for, for that. The second fund is GLF, Green Light Fund. This, this is a little bit like, like, like this, this traffic signals version of the pothole fund. This is about immediate fixes to general traffic signal maintenance. And this, this very much builds on, the, on that, that, that great success we had with TSM, that eight to 12% reduction in journey times. This is 20 million pounds to be distributed around authorities to say, this will allow you to do better maintenance, to do basic maintenance, to fix stuff that's broken. Not the obsolescence, because there's other money for that, but just general better maintenance. And we know there's an issue with that. We know that from the take up last time, we know that giving authorities money you, we will deliver, people will deliver better schemes, they will deliver improvements, and there's 20 million pounds to do that. And then the really new part is the final 20 million pound grant, which is the Intelligent Traffic Management Fund, and this is about a smaller number of authorities getting a larger amount of money to implement next generation traffic management. I know we have Unex in the room, and I know they are, they are starting to see some success selling Fusion, which is the kind of thing we're talking about, technology that uses modern emerging technologies to deliver better network optimization. 
you know, Scoot is great, Mover is great, they are great technologies, but they're fundamentally old. They're fundamentally based on very old technology, and, and they work well, but there are so many more opportunities we could take by using new technology. But there are lots of opportunities we can take, and there are products on the market. There are a number of companies that are offering optimization solutions, ways of dealing with data, ways of modeling. They're doing that. But quite rightly, they're finding it a hard sell because what they're selling is quite risky, and it's quite hard for local authorities to, to make the investment in, in new technology. So we intend to award somewhere around eight, 10, maybe slightly more grants. And out of 20 million, that means you'll get quite a large grant to deliver next generation traffic management, to deliver next generation, next generation corridor or network optimization using the technologies that we are now seeing coming to market. There's an opportunity to, there to do that. So how will all this be allocated? Well, of the 30 million pounds that we hand out for obsolescence, every authority in England that currently gets a highway maintenance allocation will get a share of 10 million pounds. That will be issued as of right. Everybody will get something to, to start to tackle issues. Now that means that some of the authorities that don't really have a lot still to do, and there are authorities that have made great progress in, in, in removing obsolete equipment, they will still get a sliver of money to go off and, and complete things that need completing. But the other 20 million pounds, and the 20 million pounds that we give out for the Green Light Fund, they will both be challenge processes, very similar to the challenge process that we completed in 21 for, for traffic signal maintenance. And we will ask you to tell us how we will spend that money to improve traffic signals, to ensure that traffic signals play the, the correct role that they should in policy development and delivering better transport services and being ready for the future and all those other things. And the challenge process will allow us to do that. Two, two funds of 40 million pounds awarded in 500,000 pound lots means that a lot of authorities will benefit from that. There's a lot of money there that that can be spread much more widely than the 15 million pounds we allocated in 21 could be. And if you receive money in 21, that doesn't make you ineligible for these funds. You can still apply. We've not decided the details yet, but it, it will probably be the case that if you get money for the obsolescence fund, you probably won't get money for green light fund as well. We want to share this out equally. So if you have a big problem with obsolescence, we may well fund that. If you don't have a big problem with obsolescence, but you still have equipment that needs maintaining, you may get money out of the Green Light Fund. But I don't think many people or anyone will get, get both. But that means a lot of authorities will get funding to deliver improvements. And finally, there will be a separate challenge process that will be a little bit more detailed and a little bit more probing into authorities that want to bid for larger chunks of money to deliver network-wide optimization, to use next generation emerging technologies to deliver more widely uh, on, on, on technologies that we're starting to see now. And we expect to fund fewer of those but with, a lot, with that pot of money, it means they will get larger grants and the expectation is they will go off and deliver network-wide improvements. That's the process that we're going to use. The, the timescales are still kind of emerging. We know that the end of March is a deadline because that's when the money needs to be spent. We're now in October, so we have a limited period of time to do this. So it's likely that the, 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 there will be a write-around to all your chief executives in the next few weeks to, to tell you in more detail that this funding is coming. The, process, the challenge processes will, will then probably run from mid-November to the end of December. So in that period you will have time to get the challenge questions, to put your responses together, to, to think about how you, how you want to respond, how you want to collect your, your understanding of policy and your authority and tell us and put that in and, 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 and that will be by Christmas. And as in the past, that will use the TTF website. That will be an online process where you use a section of the TTF website for your authority to enter the details and, and, and supply them to us. That will then allow us January and February next year to, to sort out the money, to work out the award process, to, so, to send out the determination letters, to get the money into your, your bank accounts. But we'll be able to do that in the first part of, of the new year. So by the end of March, the money will be with you 
and, and we'll have finished the process of getting you to sign for it and getting your 151 officer to, to sign that, that it will be properly audited. The money's yours, you can then spend it. You have then two years to spend the money and during that two years, two important things will happen. Your space on the TTF website will be there for you to, to update your programme so as we're going we can see how we are delivering. We can give real confidence into government and, and, and through forums like this that money's been spent, schemes have been delivered, we can see how that's going. So you will be heavily encouraged to support the TTF website and use that to, to update us with progress. We will also be forming some form of group. Now I know there are lots of groups already around, around traffic managers and other, other areas, but specifically under the aegis of the TTF, we'll be forming a group of those that are, are involved in this and those that want to learn from it. And that's very much about ensuring we get maximum maximum knowledge transfer, maximum learning, maximum sharing of experience and, and, and understanding between the authorities that are delivering it. Because one of the benefits of this isn't just better traffic signal equipment on the ground at the end of this. One of the benefits is, is better understanding in, in, the, in the sector of what's possible, what can be done, what works, what doesn't work, how you procure, what pitfalls to avoid. This is exactly the sort of learning we want out of this. We end up with a better, more knowledgeable sector at the end of it. That has the benefit that it potentially makes it easier for me and others working in the government to get more money in the future. We've already proved with the success of the £15 million that we can, we can use that as a case for argument for more money. Successful delivery of this means there is an opportunity to make the arguments to, to continue to do that. And there's no guarantee, but wouldn't it be great if we, if we could? You know, we, we fund bridge maintenance every year. We fund flood alleviation every year. Why not fund traffic signals every year? They're not going away. The problem's still there. This allows us to get to the point where we can maybe make that case. So again, just to recap, three funds, one around obsolescence, one around green light fund, which is around general tuning up of traffic lights. And that's how we've sold it to ministers, tuning up traffic lights. Now, as a traffic signal engineer, every time I say traffic lights, I die a little bit inside, but we have to accept that the public and ministers, they are traffic lights. Tuning up traffic lights is a great little mnemonic to get people to understand exactly what we're trying to do here. That's what GLF is for. And then the, then the Intelligent Traffic Management Fund, which is about larger scale optimization of networks, replacing the types of optimization technologies we new, use now with new technology, allowing authorities to be a little bit braver and, and, and experiment with some of the really innovative technologies that are on the market now, allowing authorities to build systems that don't require quite as much infrastructure in the road, that are as expensive to maintain, allowing things to use new data sources and, and do things in different ways. Those are the three funds. So to sum up, the Transport Secretary Mark Harper said there'd be £30 million available through a traffic signals obsolescence grant to upgrade traffic signal systems, replacing unreliable and obsolete equipment to improve reliability. There'll be £20 million in a green light fund to tune up traffic signals to better reflect current traffic conditions and get traffic flowing. And another £20 million in the Intelligent Traffic Management Fund to deploy advanced technology for traffic signals, making use of emerging technologies to optimise traffic flow and balance traffic across city centres. Keep an eye on Highways News to find out more about the application process as the TTF announces it in the next few weeks. Highways Voices, in association with partner organisations, the Transport Technology Forum, ITS UK, Elcrig, Adept. That sums up the big TTF and indeed Elkrig news this week from what was a brilliant event in Blackpool last week. More will no doubt be revealed at Highways UK, which takes place next week. Meanwhile, our podcast partners ITS UK responded by saying there's much to welcome in the government's new plan for drivers. It pointed to the high priority it places on transport technology and its role in supporting a more efficient and safer road system. In particular, its commitment to deliver the national 
functional parking platform and the £70 million of funding that Darren's just talked about. ITS UK is also impressed with the commitment to roll out new data services like the digitalisation of traffic regulation orders. One other bit of news for you from our friends at Adept, who had their fifth National Traffic Managers Conference last week with the theme of preparing, delivering and managing resilient road networks. More than 100 delegates comprising traffic managers, corporate partners from key service sectors, professional bodies and civil servants attended from across England. The event focused focused on current and future issues facing traffic managers in delivering a safe, sustainable highways network. The agenda included topics such as road network resilience in the face of climate change, infrastructure challenges in the area of electric vehicles and active travel, as well as innovative tools and techniques in traffic management. Speakers included Dr Hugh Deeming from HD Research, Mark Clothier from the National Police Chiefs Council and Brian Deegan from Active Travel. Travel England, among others. The conference also provided opportunities for networking, knowledge sharing and engaging in Q&A discussions. The conference was sponsored by One Dot Network, National Highways, Star Trek Limited, Brightly Geospatial Commission and Appy Way. So that's it for today's Highways Voices, a slightly different podcast this week and a reminder that we've got slightly different podcasts next week at Highways UK, where we have three special podcasts on Tuesday. Wednesday and Thursday afternoons where we'll be speaking to exhibitors speakers and visitors so don't miss those whether you're at the event or whether you can't make it you'll be able to hear some of the highlights that are taking place at the NEC all thanks to the sponsorship of Keeley Brothers Stantec Unix Traffic Reflow and AGD Systems and Traffic Group Signals we'll say it again Keeley Brothers Stantec Unix Traffic Reflow and AGD Systems and Traffic Group Signals we'll chat next week lots from the NEC Highways Voices Join us again next week for more insights from those that matter in the industry. 